You're listening to the podcast of Antioch East Baptist Church in Magnolia, Arkansas. This is Pastor Ron Owen. We're so glad that you've joined us today. If you have any comments or inquiries, you can send those to us at aebc123 at me.com. Chapter 1, let's stand one more time in reverence to the reading of God's Word in verse 9. There was a true, this was the true light which came, coming into the world enlightens everyone. He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. He came to what was his own and those who were his own did not receive him. By the way, that verse is a little bit different because I'm reading out of the LSB. I love the way it puts that verse. Listen to it again. He came to what was his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, (laughs) to them he gave the right and power to become the sons or children of God, even to those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is the title of my message this morning. Tis the season to receive. Tis the season to receive. Now there are many gracious terms for believing in Jesus. There is come unto me. That's salvation. If you come unto Jesus, you'll be saved. Take my yoke upon you. That means take me as yours, your master, your Lord. Learn of me. Come, let us reason together, he says in the Old Testament. This is the same as believing in Christ, coming to him. Look unto me, all the ends of the earth, and be saved, for I am God, there is none else. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. The waters of what? Salvation. Jesus Christ. You who have no money, the Bible says, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. There is salvation. When you come to Jesus freely, he paid it all, you shall be saved. The Bible says, listen carefully to me and eat what is good. Incline your ear and come to me here and your soul shall live. And that means to hear in a accepting way, in a receiving way. Let him who thirsts come. So now that's the problem today. Some of you here do not know Christ as your Savior. Or maybe you've made a false profession. But the problem is, and the, and the thing I need to do, and the Lord, I need the Lord to do through me is to make you thirsty. To make you realize your need of salvation. The Bible says, the very last invitation of the Bible says, whoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Isn't that good? But here in these verses it says, receive him. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to be saved, to become the sons of God. Because of the season of Christmas, I want us to look at the term, receive him. 
Now we say, now listen, this is what we say, and what we're doing is we're trying to stay humble and not seem to be greedy at this time of year. We say, well, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Have you ever said that at Christmas time? You ever told your kids that? We're all excited about getting gifts. I am. I love to give, though. It doesn't make you bad or wrong. It's what, what we do at Christmas. It's the rituals we come up to is we give each other gifts. It's fun going and buying them. It's fun wrapping them. Well, it's, it's fun to get your daughter to wrap them. It's fun. It's all fun. But Ben, it's that Christmas morning. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I slept at all before Christmas, though, that I, I hadn't done that since I was a kid. It was something. Well... I know, I know what you mean, though. We know what we mean, don't we? we? It's better to be a giver than a taker, isn't it? Well, I know, I know that we mean that it's, it is better to give. But I want to tell you something. It's fun to give presents, too, isn't it? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm surprised that the children didn't get Pentecostal right then. <laughs> but I want to tell you about a receiving that's always better than giving. A receiving that is always better than giving. Because, my friend, you can't give towards this gift. All you can do. You can't earn it. You can't owe it. You know what I did? I bought more presents this year for my wife than our kids had. And you know what my wife had the audacity to tell me? That's not right to give more gifts to me than the kids. I want to tell you, there's no way to be fair with this gift. It's totally one-sidedly unfair to the giver. And that's not us, is it? Well, that's what I'm going to talk about. Number one, I've got to go quicker than this. The giver. The giver. Salvation does not come from biological descendancy, the the verse 13 says, nor the desire, that is, the will of the flesh, nor of the schemes, that is, the will of man, but of God. God alone gives the gift of salvation. You say, don't you mean Jesus does? No, God gives the gift. It is through God that it comes. If you look at that through scripture, Jesus purchased it, yes, on the cross, but it is the plan of God the Father to save you. Amen. And he is, he's just like any mama, any daddy that loves to give good gifts to his children. That's really the way God is. He's full of joy. We see God too many times is ready to pounce on us. But my friend, he knew getting into this who who we are. And he rejoices in giving good gifts and loving his children. Hallelujah. Listen to what the Bible say. It's your favorite verse, isn't it? Everybody with me together. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I was quoting from the King James, which I still do. God gave Jesus, yes, Jesus purchased it. But my friend, let me tell you something. How many of you would give your child to save my life? Now, there may may be some people that would. I don't know. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know that I could do that. 
But Jesus gave his only son whom he had a perfect, perfect. Listen, I love my daughter. She's the best. I love her at all. But it hadn't been a perfect relationship. Daddy sometimes gets it wrong. And sometimes, every once in a while, that sweet little thing down there gets it wrong. But God and Jesus have never been in a clash with one another. Never had, they've never been out of fellowship. And for the first time in the history of everything, God and Christ were separated. And God looked upon Christ as if, as if he was a sinner for you and I. Man, I'm getting all into this. Romans 5, 8, God demonstrates his love toward us and that while we were sinning, not when we were good, not when we deserved it, Christ was given to die for us. Hallelujah. Now let's get the gift. Number two, the gift. What is the gift? Well, it says in, in our verses, look at there, verse uh, uh, 13 says, who were born, no, 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 verse 12, as uh, many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. Not, it says he gave to be the right, but that's not the gift. The gift is Jesus. The gift is Jesus. You want to study something in the Bible? Bible study Jesus. By the way, you're never going to understand. There was a question to a panel of really great, wise, good preachers, and they asked them, said, uh, it was at a conference called Jesus, uh, uh, it was about Jesus Christ. That's the, that was the uh, theme of the conference. And they, they asked them the first question, though. They were asked because they're preachers, how do you get a sermon? How would you, how would you distinguish teaching from preaching and give, give the advice? Not one of them said it, but I was hollering, y'all should say this. Start with the cross and then go to your text. That's what Spurgeon said. He said, I, I take my text, the action's opposite, and make a beeline to the cross. There's no theological theme. There's no theological doctrine in this book that does not relate and does not have the center of it, Jesus Christ. Amen. You cut this Bible anywhere, and it bleeds the blood that stained the old rugged cross. He is the gift. Jesus is referred to in these four verses. Actually, our text is verses 10 through 13. I read on up to six, but for, or nine, from 10 to 13. And in these four verses, Jesus is referenced nine times. He, him, Jesus Christ, nine times. It's the center of everything, and he is the center of everything. John 1, 16 says, And of his fullness we have all received <laughs> grace for grace, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Woo, glory to God. Colossians 2, 6, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, walk in him. Walk in him. You learn him, you love him, and you will be led by him. Now, not just this person, not just the person of Christ, my friend, but look at verse uh, uh, John 1, 16. Go back there again. John 1, 16, and of his fullness, of his fullness we have received. Now, remember that when we look at these next few verses. Acts 2, 41. Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. Look at Acts 8, 14. And when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. By the way, that's Jesus. And it is also his teaching. 
You cannot accept Jesus without accepting his teaching. As a matter of fact, that's basically what it says. You accept what Jesus says, his, his gospel, you accept his word. If you say, I, I, you know, I, I believe some of this and I don't believe some of it and I don't believe the miracles, you can do like Thomas Jefferson did, cut out the miracles and make your own Bible and all that mess. My friend, you don't have Jesus. Amen. You don't have Jesus. And Samaria had received the word, Acts 11.1. 1. Now the apostle and the brethren who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also received the word of God. So the gospel went from Jerusalem and went to the Samaria, half-breed Samaritans. They were getting saved. And then it went to us, the Gentiles, the dirty dogs of the Gentiles. And it came to us and we get saved. Hallelujah. Amen. And we received the word of God. I receive it. I believe it. Acts 17.1 says, Acts 17.11, excuse me. These were more fair-minded, talking about the Bereans, than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word of God with all readiness. And they searched the scriptures daily to see if these things be true. 1 Thessalonians 1.6, And you became followers of us as of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, For this reason we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. My friends, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm silly. I jump, I shout, and I wish y'all did too. I, I don't understand it sometimes when I read or sing these things. It just gets in me. Maybe it's be a good thing we're not all like Brother Ron. Hallelujah. But there ought to be something stirring in you. Ought to be something. And that's why sometimes I like to say, Ron Owen, you need to sit down. You need to have everybody and be reverent. That's why I like for us to read the scriptures while standing on our feet. And why sometimes I ask you, listen, be focused. Don't think about anything else. Come into this service and let's focus on Jesus. Worship God. And if you're not in this building doing that, it doesn't mean we can't have some humor. doesn't mean we can't have some laughs. It doesn't mean we can't be loud sometimes. But it's all about Christ and it's reverent and it ought to come from a place of joy because we have received not the Reader's Digest. My friends, when we read today, when I'm preaching out of today, is the Word, and not, I'm not talking about this physical book here. I'm talking about what it contains. The Word of God. And we ought to quit thinking about work tomorrow. We ought to quit thinking about the sports. We ought to quit thinking about anything else but Christ. You shouldn't just do that on Sundays and Wednesday evenings. You ought to do it all week long. Find a time to think about him. Well, goodness gracious. His power. No, 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 no. Let me go back. 1 Corinthians 15.1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand, by which also you have been saved. The gospel, the message of the cross, the message of how men and women can be forgiven of their sins. His power. We receive his power. What's his power? What do I mean by that? 2 Corinthians 4.1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, we have received mercy. He has the power to give us mercy. 
In Romans 5, 11, it says, we have now received reconciliation. In Romans 8, 15, it tells us in Christ, you received the spirit of adoption. He made us his sons, his children. Look at the surrounding verses in John chapter 1. I'm just going to mention them quickly. In verse 9, we were in darkness, and he gives us light. In verse 17, we were going to receive justice, but he gives us grace. In verse 17, we were deceived by the lie of Satan, but he gives us truth. In, in verse 29, we were unable to cleanse ourselves from sin, and he has taken away our sin. And verse 33, we were bound by the flesh. He baptizes us in the spirit. All that we get in Jesus. Pardon me. Woohoo, glory to God. Amen. Glad I'm saved. Oh, you don't know, Rono, and I was a filthy, rotten sinner, just like you are and were. And in spite of my sin, Jesus came to me. Oh, I'm going to go on. Look at our text verse. Verse 12 says, he gave us the power, that is the right or the authority to become the sons or the children of God. I don't think you heard that. You are less than a peasant. You're an enemy of the state. And God made you the child of the King of Kings. Verse 13, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, born of God. Wow. Then you got to look at the Grinches. Okay? Now, this is the third point. The second point is the gift. The first was the giver, but then there's the Grinches. We see there in verses 10 through 11, look at verse 10. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came into what was his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. Not everybody loves Jesus. Some of you here today may not love him, not in a salvific way. You don't understand why I get all excited about it up here. I hope you're not one of these, what I'm calling Grinches today. I used to be one till God saved me. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. This is a reference to all mankind. He came and they did not know him. Romans 9, 13, we just, 30, explains this. We just preached on it, that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of God. Gentiles, until Jesus came, cared nothing for God. Before the resurrection, the Gentiles had no descendancy in God. They had no desire for God, and they made no decision for God. Not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man. But now, listen, in God's time and sovereignty, he is gathering a people for himself out of every tribe and people of the earth. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. I love the lyrics to this favorite Christmas hymn. I'm just reading them partially. Listen to them. I'm trying to wrap this up. Listen. Long lay the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. <laughs> Where was I? A thrill of hope. This old weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and a glorious morn. Fall on your knees. Oh, hear the angel voices. Oh, night divine. Oh, night 
back when Christ was born, O night, O holy night, O night divine. Chains shall he break. Are y'all with me this morning? Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name. Christ is the Lord. Then ever, ever praise we his power and glory evermore proclaim his power and his glory. That's what he came to do. And lastly, it says he came to his own, his own people, the chosen people of God, the Israelites, and his own did not receive him. We see Jesus' heartbreak many times in the New Testament. Every time it's over the rejection of the Jews. This is a reference to the Jews, of course, who were God's chosen people. And very quickly, it just reminds me of another song. I like singing this around Christmas time or thinking about it. I have a whole sermon around it. No beautiful chamber, no soft cradle bed, no place but a manger, no where for his head, no praises of gladness, no thought for their sin, no glory but sadness, no room in the end, no sweet consecration, no seeking his part, no humiliation, no place in the heart. No thought for the Savior, no sorrow for sin, no prayer for his favor, no room in the inn. No one to receive him, no welcome while here, no balm to relieve him, no staff but a spear. No seeking his treasure, no weeping for sin, no doing his pleasure, no room in the end. This is the story of the Jews, but it also might be the story of you this morning. And hark if you would the chorus of this song, no room. No room for Jesus. Oh, give him welcome free. Lest you should hear at heaven's gate, there is no room for thee. The getters. Lastly, the getters, the receivers. As many as received him. You receive him for who he is and what he has done, and he gives you what he is and what he has done. And then it says, even to them that believe on his name. Listen to the third verse. Even to them that believe on his name. Today, today, if you are to trust Christ as your Savior, he washes and takes all your sin away once and for all. And he gives you everlasting life, not temporary life. You don't have to worry about it ever again. You're in. But if you're truly saved, you will study Christ. You will seek Jesus. But it starts with faith, believing, receiving. It's the same thing. Receive him today. Believe in him. It doesn't just mean, you know, yeah, I believe in him, head knowledge. But you take him as your own. You make him your master and Lord. You believe his gospel and accept it for yourself. Listen, this is what Jesus does. He takes away the curse. I, I love this verse of joy to the world. Listen to it. This is the third verse of joy to the world. Even to them that believe in us, listen, no more let sin and sorrow grow. Now what that means is sin and sorrow are not going to grow anymore. 
Jesus has come to forgive the sins of his people. Nor thorns invest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow. Listen, as far as the curse is found. <laughs> How far can I go where God can't reach me? There's no distance. How deep in sin can I go that he will not forgive me? Where sin abounds, his grace doth much more abound. How fast can I run? He's God. He's everywhere. And as far as the curse is found, the grace of God can be found. Here's the third verse of Hark the Herald Angel Sings. You need to listen to these verses. This is some great theology in these verses we sing every Christmas. We ought to pull them out every once in a while during the middle of the year. Now listen, I'm almost finished. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail, worship the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings. He is risen with healing in his wings. Mild he laid his glory by. Born that we no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give us second birth. Hark the herald angel sings. Glory to the newborn king. Amen. Amen. And in conclusion, here is my application. Receive him today. I remember when I was an eight-year-old kid, I felt like I was the worst sinner in all the world. That's what happens when you come to realize you need Jesus. Maybe it's just disobeying your parents, but whatever, it separates you from God forever. Sin separates you from God. And I felt like the worst sin of the world. And when I called on the name of the Lord, the weight of all those sins seemed to fly off and I seemed to float out of that place. Today, would you receive him? Would you believe in him? Receive his gospel, receive his mercy, be forgiven by and reconciled by God. You say, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it. There's nobody that wants it more today than the God who gave his son for you to receive. 